music stimulates me. <laughs> it helps me. <laughs> Good music. It's got to be the right stuff. Well, it, it's just everybody, and you know, I, I just, that's another thing. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the, uh, for my birthday. Oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed. Thank you. I just appreciate it. I don't even know what to say. I've, all I can say is thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I thought, gee. Okay, you know, you can give it to this person, and I can give it to that person. <laughs> Amen. But, but um, God, is, God is good. And, yeah, and, he, and he really is all the time. There is no bad in him. He does not cause things. Tell people that. He doesn't cause the sickness, the disease, the cancer. He doesn't make babies being born with defects and things. There was sin in the background there. Something, sin coming down the line. And maybe not even that person, but sin coming down the line. And so everybody thinks that God causes everything. I mean, how many people thought that before they heard this? Everybody. Oh, I did. That's, that was what, what, you know... My relatives who go to the same church I used to go to, they, uh, you know, the denomination, but and they said, well, why would, why would God put that on a little child, a cancer? Like, you know, because they're having chemo and it's real serious and they're dying. I said, God didn't do that? And I shocked her. But then she, she changed the subject right away. And uh, you, you just, we've got to tell people that. I know you thought that, whether you raised your hand or not, because there's so, because insurance policies say that. Well, how do they put it, an insurance policy? An act of God. It's not an act of God. What an abomination. Anyway, maybe I'm gonna just going to tell you about the blessing tonight. Or let's, first of all, this is a prayer that we should all be saying. In, a, in um, Ephesians 1, verse 16, every day, if you said every day, something's going to happen to you. Something will happen to you, and I am not kidding you. I've told you this over and over, but I don't know how many people are doing it. Because as you, I, you can tell, people start growing when they do it. And just like she was saying. Yeah, yeah, she did. There was never, you never failed one single time to tell me you weren't coming or you were going to be late. Well, Okay, so it's verse 16, and you want to put it up there? Amplified or King James? King James. It says, we cease, God, I cease not to give thanks. And you could start mentioning, like, you know, I could go to all, all, all you people's names. But I usually, I just say, 
all the people and the families at Living Word. I say, my children, my grandchildren. And if I have time, I start mentioning names. But sometimes I don't have time, and God knows who they are. <laughs> and even all the relatives that are way back there that, that may not even, I haven't even seen some of them. Start praying for this. What I am telling you is absolute truth about what you should do because it works. I cease not. I, don't, I won't cease. I won't stop. That's what he told you. That's a command. See, the Ten Commandments, you start, you start to, you know, you, we say that we're supposed to obey the commands of God. Now, he's not even talking about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, yeah, they, they contain everything. Yes, you should. But if you do the, what's in the New Testament and you walk in love, you will obey every one of the Ten Commandments. But it was impossible for us to obey them in the Old Testament because we did not have the Spirit of God living inside of us. That's why you have to get born again. And spirit-filled, you should. Then you're capable of doing it. But it says, I cease not. If anybody knows any kind of English, <laughs> you have a subject and a verb in every sentence. It here is understood you. You cease is a verb. You cease not. <laughs> To give thanks for all those you should be praying for. Making mention of them in our prayers. See, Paul is praying for the body of Christ. Why, why, why do we do it? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's the God of Jesus and he's our God. He's the Father of glory, we sang it. May give to you and to all those people you're praying for, the spirit of wisdom. You know, I have a whole sermon on wisdom. I got a sermon on wisdom while I was at home. You know, and, and oh my goodness, read Proverbs every day. It's filled with wisdom. It is. And maybe you don't even understand. It's better out of the Amplified, but say it. There's 31 of them. So you got, you know... <laughs> Okay, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and my God, I always say, the Father of glory, would give to all these people I'm praying for and myself the spirit of wisdom and the revelation. I want that revelation so bad, I just beg God for it. I want revelation knowledge of the word of God. But you know what? You can't just pray this and never read the Bible. You won't get it. Okay, for verse 18, that the eyes of my understanding in my heart, in my spirit man, would be enlightened, flooded. That word enlightened means just flooded with light. That we may know what is the hope of God's calling. He called us. He called every person. And we have to know the, the blueprint, the vision of his calling. And what the riches are. The riches. Those don't mean just spiritual riches. 
They mean all kinds of riches. The riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Who are the saints? Can you answer? What, what does it require? Being born again. You're a saint. You're a saint. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? Who is it to? It's to you. It's to the saints. To us, word, who believe it. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. In other words, you got the same power that he put in Christ. Amen. Jesus. When he raised him from the dead. What kind of power is that? That's resurrection power. You may have to raise somebody from the dead. And that resurrection power can go to people's organs. You can lay hands on them. And it'll go to maybe, you know, maybe the heart needs it right then. Lay hands on people. You have, the, it says to lay hands, not in church, not when we're in church, because I've had people in the back start laying hands on people while I was preaching. Uh, flaky, out, kick, out. <laughs> That's the devil making them do that. Or even in this church, because if there's pastors here, who it is then, but on the outside, you lay hands on the sick. You do it. Just start doing it. I want to tell you something. <laughs> I know my cat had, I'll just tell you, <laughs> had an infection. You know, and actually I was thinking, how many times have you laid hands on your animals? <laughs> yeah, and I went, Satan, I bind you, because I couldn't go to the vet anyway. I couldn't get there. <laughs> we were blocked in <laughs> for days. <laughs> and and uh, uh, I could tell because she before. Anyway, I, I just bound Satan, and I said, you will not touch her. <laughs> you know, she's getting older, but God, you made the animals. You gave us pets for our pleasure, and you made them, and you know what? She got well before. She always had to have like an antibiotic or something, because it was a bowel thing, you know. Anyway, infection, but uh, God, you can do it. If you can do it to a cat, for crying out loud, people are more important. Yeah, I like cats, but people are more important. They are, because they have souls that are going to heaven or hell. So, I mean, lay hands on people. Okay, so because you've got resurrection power in you. Say it, I have resurrection power living in me and I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and I can lay hands on myself and I shall recover amen okay he he worked that in Christ when he raised him from the dead and guess what? It, it, there's other passages. If you start reading Ephesians and Colossians and Galatians, if go eat popcorn. <laughs> Galatians, Ephesians, uh, <laughs> Philippians. I have to think popcorn. <laughs> and Colossians. 
they go in order. Those books are rich, rich with who you are in Christ. They're so rich with it. But you, it, you have all of this inside of you when you got born again. He rotted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set Jesus at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That is the hugest, hugest, hugest thing in the world. It's the very place where Satan tried to rise above. <laughs> Lucifer was his, her, his name then. He wasn't Satan then, it was Lucifer. And he tried to take over. He was an angel. And he was an angel filled with music. He was, had music all over him. Read it, it's in the Old Testament. And, and, he, and see, do you see why he tries to pervert music? And he was beautiful with gold and all these, you know, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful angel. And he took one-third of the angels with him and betrayed God. And he tried to rise above him. And that's that high place where God the Father put Jesus. And you know what? If you jump to Ephesians 2.6, it says, And he raised us up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Your spirit man is sitting there right now. And it's the highest place of authority in the universe. It's far above all rulers' names, all the, all the evil rulers in all the countries and in the United States. It's far above every sickness and every disease and every name. It's far above poverty. It's far, far above depression and oppression and evil. It's anything. It's, and you were, you were, you're sitting there with Jesus. He not only raised Jesus up, he raised you up. Everything that he gave to Jesus because he died for us. In fact, when he was on the cross, that's, that Kenneth Copeland wasn't whistling Dixie. He, when he said, we were on his mind, we were. We were on the cross with him. And he died on the cross. Yeah, he's, she's teaching him that, and he's always talking about Jesus dying on the cross for him. <laughs> and, but he died on that cross, and we were buried with him. And you know what? We were raised with him. And it says in Colossians, if we were raised with him, we need to set our minds on things above. We need to set our affections not on money and people and junk and drugs and all this, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, and we need to set our affection on things above and not on the earth. For it actually says you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You are hidden. You know what? You go down a dark alley. If you could, if you could actually think about that. 
and you believed it and to the point, and it's the, you really believed it? And let's say it's a woman and, and some guys are coming after you in a dark alley, and you know, for no good purpose? <laughs> if you believed it, you know, and received it, you would be hidden. I've heard of a lot of stories like that. I've heard it. Mm -hmm. yep. There was a guy going to rape a lady, and he was, he was coming into her. She was in the shower. And, and all she could think of was, no, is I, no, whose I am and whom I Whose I am and whom I serve? She went like that, and he went, huh, huh, and ran. And probably saw an angel. I know a girl I taught in Omaha, at the church in Omaha, and she was sitting in the park. In fact, she used to like Mark. And uh, she was sitting in the park, and this guy was starting, he was starting to attack her. And she just, just she said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he ran. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a true story. I was like, whoa. Okay, so you, do you see the power that you have? You, you are in him. You are seated at his own right hand. Your spirit is. you got power, and it's far above all the demons. Now it is verse 21. Far above all principalities. Principalities are little pipsqueaks who listen to the one's name power. They tell them what to do because... and. You know what? In another place, in um, Ephesians 6, in the armor of God, it says that the ones that are called might, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're uh, spirits in dark places. Come on. Spiritual wickedness. Okay? And then dominion, yeah. it's the ones who go above, probably right now, the United States. And Satan's up there, dominion. They're up in the heavenlies. Taking authority over us instead because we haven't been doing our job. And I tell you what, as Christians who know what you're doing, you're accountable to do it. And you, you, you got to do it. You know, and it, it's just, he tries to put a, okay, sure, so while all this time was, then our furnace sounded like it was going out. Because it was on, you know, you know that everybody's yeah, furnace yeah. was nonstop, yeah. and all of a sudden it was like, yeah. <laughs> well, Charles came over. <laughs> anyway, he got it. That that was yesterday. Okay, so then then the washing machine, the pipe froze in the back, and it started backing up the water. <laughs> so see, I mean, there's little things, but who? Ugh, you know what? Everything else is more important. The enemy tries to. To get you thrown off. And other things are more important. But see, we are far above. We are seated at Christ's right hand. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that's named. Names of sicknesses and diseases. All 39 of them. Whatever they are. Oppression. Depression. Poverty, lack, all, all, all kinds of things. Uh, strife, division, unforgiveness. Well, th those are names. But we can, we, every name that's named, not only in this world, 
but also in the one that is to come. Well, the world that is to come has come. We're in it. Because that was written a long time ago. And he put all things under Jesus' feet and gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. I'll tell you what. Okay. Just think what that's saying. He put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his fingers, his hands, his wrists, his forearm, his elbows, his, his upper arm. His, the shoulders are usually the five-fold ministry. Okay? But here's the head. The head is Jesus. And the rest of it, I mean, your chest, all of it, your little toe. And when, when those parts on our body are not functioning, let's just say you have nerve-ending trouble or it goes paralyzed, then we're handicapped. But see, some, nobody, if you don't do anything in the church as his body, you're handicapping the church. You need to get, people need to get involved in it. it they do. We need, everybody needs help to do God's work. And even if it's cleaning the toilets, it's, it's, the, it's work. I mean, it's, you're doing God's work because we can't do that without this. And this building is not his church. You could just as soon have a, a keg party in here if you wanted if the people that aren't born again aren't in it. You're the ones who make up the church. It is a nothing once you leave. <laughs> You're the ones who are the church. But we need to function in the church. His body, which is his body, and it says, the fullness of him that fills all in all. And, okay, um, now, wait a minute, where, where, okay. It says, verse 22, back to that. He has put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him to be the head over the church. Now, I'm not talking about any church. I'm talking about churches that are born, teach born again, at least. So, who is to put the devil under Jesus' feet? Jesus was raised up. That's right. And I know you've heard me say it, but you have to put, you are the ones who have to put the devil. He's roaming around on the earth. Jesus is seated. He raised him up. He ascended up. He did, he did his part. Now he wants you to do your part. And you're the ones who have to put the devil under Jesus' feet. He's, you're, we're supposed to put all things on this earth under Jesus' feet. And it's so, I know I probably won't get much further. I didn't even plan none of this. But this is, it's just such a firm belief. And, and, and it's, it, this is true. Just one more thing. Go back to Ephesians um, uh, let's see, three. 
No, Ephesians 1, 3, I mean. See, it acts, okay, well. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Let's go to the Amplified. But it says, May blessing, praise, laudation, eulogy, be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has past tense blessed us in Christ with every spiritual given by the Holy Spirit blessing in the heavenly realm. According, okay, you are blessed. You know, I was going to talk about the blessing, and I'll talk about it another time. But you, that there's a, that other translation says... You are blessed with everything that heaven already enjoys. It's yours. Do you see, though, how we're failing? I'm not there either. You're blessed with everything. These are spiritual. There is no depression in heaven, is there? Okay. To no, there's no fear. There's no depression. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no pain. But we're already blessed with those things. Now, to, to prove this out, I, I'm, I'm going to have to prove it out now. <laughs> to Colossians, Colossians 1 and uh, verse uh, 13. Yep. Yeah, out of the Amplified. It says, the Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. That is the kingdom of God. That is heaven. <laughs> All right. Some of you learned the Our Father. We used to call it the Our Father. Some call it the Lord's Prayer. I had to memorize it which was good, which was good, whether, but the one part, see, I just, our Father, our Father, heaven, hell, I'll be the name of the King, the will be done on earth, as it is in heaven, hell, blah, 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 blah. you know, if you don't plan, all of a sudden, a few years ago, just a few years ago, yeah, because you were same denomination, he's going, yeah, 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 and, and it was good, but I went, what? I was looking at this, that we're blessed, and I went, God said, "Thy will, my will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. He wants us to be walking in, in free of sickness. I'm not, I mean, I'm not there either, but he wants that. He, made, he gave us so very much. You have no idea. Yeah, come to church. Yeah, you do have an idea. God is opening up the eyes of your understanding and flooding your, and mine too. But I mean, we just, we have to get the reality of this. And you have to, and then it says, um, okay, there was another one that 
Okay, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Everything that heaven already enjoys is ours on the earth because God's will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Philippians 3.20 in the Amplified says, since we were translated from the kingdom of darkness to God's kingdom, we are citizens of heaven with citizenship rights. We're citizens, it actually says we're citizens of heaven because we have already been translated by God because he died on the cross by Jesus and we're the same with him. We died with him, we rose with him and he gave us everything. And you see, these kind of things though will make you a powerhouse for God. Okay, so you sin once in a while. That's on the outside of the flesh. We're talking strictly spirit man. You remember that thing we show, spirit, soul, and body? Your spirit and your soul, your mind, will, and emotions are going to either go to heaven or hell. Your body is going to flop and go in the grave and decay. And when I say mind, I don't even mean brain. Your brain will decay in the ground. But your mind, we are to have the mind of Christ, it says. All these things, it even says you have the mind of Christ. You know how you find it out, though, by getting in the Bible, because otherwise you don't know what's on his mind. You don't know what God wants. Now, I can, you know, we can tell you all this, but you've got to get it, too. Then it even says in Colossians, um, Colossians 1 that uh, we are holy and faultless and blameless before the throne of God. That's how God the Father sees us. He sees us through the blood of Jesus. Let's say here's, here's, uh, here's God the Father. And there's Jesus, and Jesus says, hey, God the Father, here's Luis. <laughs> and he got, he got born again, and he goes, oh, see, he sees not your faults. He sees you through the blood, like Jesus. There is a mercy seat, a real courtroom up there with a mercy seat, and it's covered with Jesus' blood, which is still alive. I was a nurse, and I, I, did you ever smell blood? Oh, the, the one thing that got to me was ugh, blood. The, I mean, the, not looking at it, but the smell of the uh, yucky blood. <laughs> but see, that's not what it is. It's fresh and new, and it sparkles. And it's Jesus' blood. And that's how he sees God the Father sees us through that. He doesn't see all these stupid faults we have. But they are in the flesh, but we do need to get rid of them as best we can. And we need to honor God. Honestly, if he's... One more thing. If Romans... Romans... Uh, Romans 12, <laughs> it says, 
Just think, now this was written by the Holy Spirit. I beseech you. You know what beseech means? It means beg. I beg you. I beg you, says the Holy Spirit. My brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Holy, 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 and a Lord God Almighty, not me, I'm not raising my hands. He's asking you to present your body because it might hurt. Hey, they stripped me of all my, my uh, uh, glands right here because I had cancer on that side. They said I did. I don't even think I did. No. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, and they didn't need to, but some kind of dye didn't take. And he thought, well, I got to take them all. And it's your, for your immune system. I mean, <laughs> so this thing feels weird sometimes. It's, it, the stretch isn't there. Yeah. There's a big scar there. Okay, so I don't care. You know what? Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. Even when it had stitches and I went like this. I went, I'm raising my hands to God. When you do that, you'll start to feel that tingle because you're giving it to him. But you got, this is a command. In fact, he's saying, I beg you. I just beg you to do it, the Holy Ghost is saying. The Holy Ghost wrote this. I beg you. I appeal to you, brethren, and beg you. And this is amplified. In view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your body, of your tongue, of your mouth, of, of, of your ears, your eyes, what you say to people, you know, what you look at, all this stuff, of your hands. And it says, really, raise holy hands without holy. He calls your hands holy. The least you could do is get them out of your pockets and try it. You know what? They're buzzing. Right now, my hands started buzzing. The very first time I ever did it at a, a full gospel meeting, I'll tell you what I went, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I've been looking for this all my life. That's what I said. I, I remember just crying and crying and crying because I found it. See? And it, then that next one says, don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. You've got to get into the word. So you can prove. So you can know what, what's the, what, what do you want from me, God? What, what's good to do and not to do? You'll know what to do and what not to do. And then even the perfect will of God for your individual life. Well, what was I going to say? You know what? So, so, we're, so we're in church. Well, my arm hurts. I don't care. I do it when my arm hurts. When they feel heavy, I do. But I see I do it, though. You do it when the words say I'm uh, Jesus and, and Father and all that. You know, there were some of the parts we were singing 
that weren't really, it was just, you know, saying we should do that, so I didn't raise them. But, but you, you don't, it says, as a holy, as a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice to do this. But you know what? It's going to help me in the long run. It's going to make me uh, be able to overcome other things if I deliberately put them up in the air. <laughs> Just do it. Raise holy hands to God. It says without wrath and without doubting. That's in the New Testament. Amen. I'm done. I've got to get, let you go. <laughs> well, it's, no use writing sermons anymore because they never use them. <laughs> the last, I don't know what. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Just forgive, too. Forgive each other. That's huge. Forgiveness. And don't, because there's so much rebellion in the world, you know, and just deliberately not doing what he tells you. That's a command. Yeah, the Ten Commandments are still good, but, but the, the ones, if you, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, strength and mind, and your neighbor as yourself, you fulfill all of them. But there are certain commands in here. He's trying to help us. For example, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Man, I had to practice that the other day because my little flesh didn't want to. <laughs> I went, no, I'm sad. <laughs> and so I started doing it. And you can wind up laughing. But you have to push. It says, it says, you rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Philippians 4.1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know it's just, that's a command. It says, what did it say here? Present your bodies as a holy living sacrifice. A command. You present. You is the understood subject. Those are always commands. Now kids, get that cleaned up. <laughs> you do it. You know, do it. Amen. Well, anything when you hear, those are commands in the Bible. Those are the commands in the New Testament that he wants you to follow. Yes. Plus, all you know, the te if you love, though, if you have love, you will, uh, you know, fulfill. I don't know about, though, the flesh ones. <laughs> but, amen. Just do it. You know, that's so corny. They had, yeah, wrist, no, it's okay. You can get up at uh, They had wristbands, and it says, what would Jesus do? Everybody wears it blasted. I, I'm sorry, I've been using that word lately. Wristband, and then they, I'm going, they're not, I mean, are they doing what Jesus did? I mean, it's nice that you wore them, but sometimes that stuff is so hypocritical. You know, then be an example of Jesus. Amen. And go home now and go to bed. <laughs> Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs>